Welcome to Local St. Charles. This podcast is done in conjunction with the Greater St. Charles County Chamber of Commerce and focuses on local businesses, their successes, their stories, and their challenges. The Local St. Charles podcast is produced by Changescape Web. Hello, everybody. I'm Ken Tucker with Changescape Web. Today, I'm joined by Don Blackburn of Fat Dog Creative. Is that right? Yep. All right, cool. Thanks for joining me today. So let's just jump right in. Tell me, what is your business? Uh, What do you do? How long have you been in business? I've been in business for 18 years, and I do graphic design and marketing. Started out as graphic design, but have quickly learned that without the marketing end of it, the graphic design doesn't work, doesn't hold together. So branched out. (laughs) Cool. So when did you start your company? 2003. Okay. All right. What uh, what types of customers do you typically work with? Oh, that's a broad question. It, it's all across the board. At this point in time, my largest sector is tourism, but I also deal with everyday startup businesses, retail, medical. So it's really across the board, whoever needs my services. So, so marketing is very broad as well. What do you focus on in terms of marketing? Well, what I've learned over the years is that I can go in and I can design a beautiful brochure for somebody. I need a brochure or I need a website, but if they don't know what they're going to do with that, I can design it as beautiful as you want all day long and it's not going to do anything for you. So going in and really sitting down with the customer and helping them understand what they're going to do with that brochure. A lot of my businesses that I deal with are smaller companies, so they don't have a marketing team. And it's usually the owner of the company or they've hired somebody to handle uh, just about everything from accounting to whatever needs to get done. And they end up having to do marketing and they have no expertise or knowledge of marketing other than they know they need to do it. So helping them understand their market, who their target is, who's their best customer, and then really figuring out what is the best way to market to that customer. It may not be a brochure. It may be to hire a salesperson. It's just helping them understand and, and where to market, whether it's the internet, television, radio, um, where, where is their customer? Yeah. And who is their ideal customer? I mean, yeah. really getting that. Yeah. My experience is when we talk to, to our customers, in the inclination is you want to, you want every, everybody can be your customer, mm-hmm. but in reality, not everybody is equally as good being your customer. Some people don't have the money to invest for you to be able to deliver the results from a marketing perspective. In other cases, you just don't have a good personality fit. And I think that's important. Do you actually design websites? Do you build Facebook ad campaigns, those kinds of things? What all do you do specifically? I do everything from your traditional printed logo development, helping a customer create a brand to helping carry it through to website design, television production, you name it, pretty much can handle it. Any type of internet, Facebook, Google, YouTube, TikTok, <laughs> marketing. So. so speaking of TikTok, what are three things that you would recommend small businesses really think about in terms of marketing strategies or tactics for 2021. We're in January. A lot of businesses, they should have already thought about this for their new year, but too many businesses, I think, wait until January 
to, and maybe they need to just because of the natural cycle of their business. But now they're starting to think about, okay, what do I need to do in 2021 to grow my business? What, what three or four things would you recommend to most businesses? Well, it's really different for every business. 10 years ago, I would have said, really think about whether you need a website, but today you got to have a website. So whether it's a landing page with just your information on it, um, so that Google can find you, so that your customers can find you on a map, if you're a retail business or a business that people come to your door, Facebook and LinkedIn, for sure, really getting out there and, and driving traffic to your business through social media. I really am a true believer that businesses, people do business with business they people they know, and they refer you to businesses that they know. And the first place we go to check up on that is we do a Google search or we go to Facebook and we search for that business. So at least having a presence so that you can be found would be the, the things that I'd absolutely recommend. I think what falls short is that people build a website or put up a Facebook page and then they don't manage it. They don't monitor it. They don't add things to it. I'm guilty because I do it for all of my customers. <laughs> I right. tend not to do it for myself. That's um, an easy trap to fall into, I know. Oh yeah. So it's it's important to get out there and post information that people want to see about your business. And personal. You can post articles about accounting or tax time or medical information about COVID, but Really, if you have followers, they want to know about the people that run your business because it's called social media for a reason. Employee of the week or how many of your employees have dogs? And it's amazing how those posts get traction over posting about something serious about your business. So yeah. that's the kind of things that I like to recommend to smaller, especially smaller businesses, because they truly do meet with their customers and it's one-on-one -on -one and very personal. I look at social media as um, really kind of a three-stage three, three stage kind of a thing. The first is just some general blocking and tackling. The reality is today, if you're not posting on social media and people go check out your business and they happen to be on Facebook and they do a search and they haven't seen you post for a while, they may question whether or not you're even open anymore. So that's step one is yeah. just basic blocking and tackling, make sure you're putting out quality posts. Then looking at promotional kinds of things, you want to do that subtly. You certainly don't want to do that very much. You want to share information, you want to add value. And then the third step is, like you said, kind of the behind the scenes of what, what's happening inside the business or feature some of the key employees, call out some of the success stories. I like to kind of tear it that way. So yeah, it's become a necessary evil. I know Social media right now can be a, a, just a tremendous a source of frustration for a lot of us. But as a as a business, it's just something you got to do anymore. It's ever changing. It's just it's oh. constant. The updates. It's a full time job just keeping up with what needs to be done. Absolutely, I, I spend a lot of my time and a lot of my money every year just staying up to date on everything that's changing, you know, Facebook advertising policies, TikTok comes along, how, how, how would you use that for business? Obviously mm -hmm. search engine optimization changes all the time and that's where I spend a lot of my time. It's a big deal and I think, like you said, a lot of businesses are very comfortable outsourcing 
a lot of functions to other people. You naturally think, okay, well, I'm not an accountant, so I'm going to have my accountant or a bookkeeper take care of this stuff. But the reality is, I think many businesses really should think about focusing on what they do best, and they need to have a marketing system. I mean, marketing doesn't stop just because you sent out a postcard campaign to 10,000 people. You've got to keep marketing. It's not just a one and done kind of a thing. If that's what you're expecting, you're going to be really disappointed. Well, it used to be that you needed to be in front of a client or a customer three times. Now it's nine times to get their attention because the market is so saturated with advertising and information that you have to stay in front of them all the time to get their attention. The fun part of it is, is that uh, geo-tracking certainly makes it easier if you can get the right target and the right market going to stay in front of those customers. But we've also gotten savvy as um, consumers and we click away or we ignore them. So it's a lot harder to get in front of a customer and stay there now than it used to be as far as like how many times and repetition. And But so. at the same time, it's maybe more important than, yeah, that's ever been. So have you worked with any businesses that where you've had to help them kind of transform the way they do business in this new economy driven with the, the challenges that we've faced with COVID and social distancing and maybe even some places not even being able to be open you know, at certain times anyway? Not as much. Most of my clients are pretty, we're pretty sustainable. Um, so they weren't as affected by COVID as a lot of the smaller businesses. But I have had a few people that I knew that worked at companies that unfortunately lost their positions and have actually gone out and become startups. So that's been fun to watch them transition from being an employee to being a business of their own and being able to help them with that. Now, I got to say tourism definitely has, has changed over the last year. So that market has changed a little bit. How we market, you have to be careful to make sure that people understand whatever the rules are in that city or state. And you want to market to tourists, you want them to come, but yet you don't want them to come. So it's kind of a, a double-edged sword with that one right now. But as we have seen, people are still going, they're still traveling, um, actually traveling a lot. In, you know, the RV industry has shot through the roof. So people are still traveling, they're still going but just making sure that when you market to them that you're pushing that they need to be safe about it, so. Yeah, one of the things that, that we did is we work with a lot of home contractors across the country mm -hmm. and we had to help get them up to speed on being able to do like virtual estimates where they weren't going to yeah. somebody's house. So getting comfortable with using either FaceTime or Zoom or something like that, because people still wanted, they still wanted services, they still needed services but they were still a little yeah. reluctant to bring just anybody into their homes. I see the economy is going to change a lot. We're going to see a shift of population from urban centers to mm -hmm. less crowded areas. One of my clients is in uh, Boise, Idaho, which is just booming right now with people moving from California, especially like Silicon Valley, right. because they no longer have to work in an office down in San Francisco, in downtown San Francisco. I think that's going to start to happen out here in St. Charles as well. Hopefully enough people know about how great a community we are and how affordable the cost of living is here, because it's really, it could be an ideal place for people who could come and, and, and live and, and work here remotely. And I think that that's going to be a great opportunity for us.
Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, the, the remote thing, it's actually been kind of neat to see other people getting the opportunity to work from home and, and figure it out. And I get it, it's not for everybody. I've never had a problem coming into my office and shutting off the rest of the household saying, this is, this is what I have to get done. And I know some people struggle with that and want to go back to the office because it's easier to focus there. But those of us that can, it's definitely nice not to have to commute every day. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I think another thing that's going to happen, you know, is uh, I, I hope this happens for the OPOs, the OPO startups, say, places like yeah. that. I love being down there. Now that people have gotten accustomed to working from home, I think a lot of employers are going to have to figure out ways to to have some kind of a hybrid model where maybe three days in the office, two days at home or something like that, yeah. or even being able to go to a remote workplace like a, like a co-working space like the OPO startups or something like that. I think there are going to be a lot of really interesting trends. Retail is going to see a lot of change. Social commerce is going to explode in 2021. Facebook and Instagram now give right. you the ability to create a store online on their Facebook or Instagram page. Yeah. If you're in retail, people may, may go online and, and make those purchases. They may still come to your location to pick it up. Social commerce is going to be huge. Absolutely. It, well, and we've removed the, our young people, well, people across the board have used shopping as a social thing to do. And we've removed that in the last year. So it'll be interesting to see when the market can open back up again. And, and we've you know, all had our vaccinations and stuff. If, if that happens again, if, if shopping turns into the social activity that it used to be, especially for our younger people, it, it'll be really interesting to see if they do that. Because I definitely have seen the trend from, oh, let's go to the movies or let's go shopping to now let's go hiking, let's go biking. People that you never saw doing those kinds of things seem to be doing them. So it'll be interesting to see what happens when things else open back up again, especially from yeah. a retail point and trying to help your retail customers. If that's their focus versus getting their businesses up online. I definitely would, if, you know, for retail customers, if you don't have a retail presence online in some way, shape or form, you're definitely going to suffer and get left behind. I don't think we're going to see a shift fully back. I think People have had enough experience to where they realize a lot of the online stuff is maybe a lot more convenient or comfortable for them than maybe they realized that it was going to be. So it really is a trend that I think it, every business needs to think about how has the world changed and what opportunities has it created for them to to change their business and, and make it better. In some cases, it's a way that you can improve your operations and reduce costs. Other ways, it's an, a, a way to move into new markets and new opportunities. I know it's frustrating for a lot of people. I know it's been a real challenge, but I still think it's really important that people take time to think about how they can adapt and change. Your business probably hasn't been affected then a whole lot, it doesn't sound like, by because you're already working from home. It sounds like your customers were already yeah such that they, they weren't really affected by any downturn in, in their segment of the economy? No, I actually have been very blessed. My customer base has pretty much stayed very stable. I, and I feel very blessed in that. There were times that when it all started that I was like, wait a minute, okay, what's gonna happen? But they have pretty much sustained and, and been able to keep moving forward, understanding that the market's gonna come back and it, and it has for them. So I feel very blessed in that, so. Yeah, you've been a member of the chamber for quite a while. How's the chamber helped your business? Oh my goodness. 
I am one of their biggest fans because I truly believe that without them, I would not have been able to sustain my business as long as I have. The people that I've met through the chamber, the referrals that I get through the chamber, my business is pretty much, I'd say 99% referral based. That's why I'm a big opponent of people do business with people they know. And I had the opportunity early on with the chamber to, to be a part of some of their leads groups and their events committee. And I got involved and I always tell everybody, if you're going to join the chamber, don't join the chamber and just go to a lunch. That's not going to do you any good. You, you may as well just throw your money out the window at that point. You have to go to the chamber and you have to get involved. Volunteer for one of their events. Go to their events. Socialize with the people in St. Charles and the, the St. Charles community because once they get to know you, they will be your biggest fans and will refer you and take care of you. And, and that's the way I feel. I feel like I have been taken care of. They're, they're really good to me. They refer me. Um, and then those that I've been referred to from them refer me. And it's a great community once you get to know everybody. So get out there, get to know everybody, join the chamber, go to the events, be a part. Yeah, I agree. It's not just enough to join the chamber. And obviously there's some benefits. You know, I'm a big fan of being listed on the chamber directory. From an SEO perspective, that's a really important local link. That alone, in my opinion, is why you ought to join the chamber if you do nothing else. If you want to improve your, your search rankings, that's one of the easier ways to go. But then, like you said, there are so many opportunities that the chamber can offer to you, but you've got to plug in, you've got to be a part of it. One of the reasons I'm doing this is just because I want to be able to help people recognize a lot of the great businesses that are already members of the chamber, or even, you know, some of those businesses that are struggling and trying to figure out how can they move forward? How can they adapt? I think a cha the chamber is a great resource. I came up with this idea. We've, we've turned it into a live stream. Sometimes we have some technical issues, <laughs> but, uh, but so far it, it's been really good. Don, is there anything else you want to say about your business or or even how you feel like you can help the community or how the community can help other struggling businesses in the community? I refer each other. Referrals are big. If you have a favorite restaurant, get on Facebook and tell people about it. If you purchase something at a local store that you think is unique, get on social media and tell people about it. If you have a great tax accountant, go and talk about that tax accountant online. Refer people in this community and do business with people in this community. That would be the thing that I would say as far as getting involved goes and, and helping St. Charles and surrounding areas grow. As far as my business goes, if you need help, holler, I'm here. <laughs> Everything from startup to major corporations. So I can do just about any of it. I will clarify so that everybody knows I can do web design, but I don't write code. So <laughs> if you need a code, you, you need to see somebody else. So I'm not a big fan of writing a, code. A website that would be effective. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't need to write code anymore to, to have a really powerful, effective website. I'm a huge fan of WordPress yeah. and WordPress. You don't need to know how to write any code. You can write code, but I think that yeah. makes it unnecessarily complicated. I, I would rather focus on how is that website going to help drive business to your website, not how fancy and all the cool bells and whistles you can do. So 
Don, how can people get a hold of you? I've got your website and your phone number up on the screen, but uh, how else can people get a hold of you? Those are the best ways. Feel free to call anytime. Or my email address is dawnp at fatdogcreative.com. So you can certainly email me as well. Um, if you go to the website, the email address is on there. And so is the phone number. So it's easier to remember just fatdogcreative.com. So the name kind of sticks with people. So <laughs> it's done me well. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right. Well, Don, thanks so much for joining us today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. All right. Take care. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. We want to thank all of you for taking the time to listen to today's podcast. Please be sure and subscribe to the Local St. Charles podcast in your podcast software. We'd love for you to rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. And please don't forget to visit localstcharles.com for more episodes, information on local businesses, free resources, and a link to set up a free consultation with the host of this podcast. Thanks again and stay tuned. Ken Tucker here from Change Cape Web. Chances are your customers are texting. They do it every day, several times per day. Text message marketing allows your business to meet your customers where they are already spending time. And text messages get better open and engagement rates than email or social media. We have a terrific text message marketing system for brick and mortar businesses. Text the word, text me more, that's all one word, to 636-428-3855 to see how this could work for your business or visit localleads.me forward slash text and click on the blue see the power of text message marketing button in the lower right corner then enter your phone number.